I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. I, I'm i looking at myself right now, Shan, do you see the bags? Already, it's April <laughs> and I have bags. No, I oh don't. God. Yes, I do. You are being way nice. I'm trying to stay extra hydrated. Got my yes. water with the um, hydration pack in it. Oh and, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm, starting my morning off. One, I've, I've cut down from two cups of coffee to one. Oh, Why? <laughs> Because I think that I think I can do two cups in the winter, and then when the mm-hmm. season starts to pick up, my anxiety picks up. So yeah. one cup is good enough, yeah. and then I do decaf <laughs> after that. So oh. trying to do at least coffee, water, coffee, water. So yeah, yeah, it's a good thing to remember. I'm like more of an iced coffee. Do you like? Do you drink iced coffee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mostly it's hot coffee in the morning. But oh yeah, yeah, and then it, then it moves to ice. Yeah, mm, yeah. I'm like old. I can't barely even drink caffeine in the afternoon. If I have like a soda pop or whatever in the afternoon, I can't sleep Mm -hmm. at night. I'm like an old lady. Soda pop. That's like, (laughs) are you in the 50s? (laughs) Soda pop. Oh, yeah. We just go straight pop. Oh, you're just pop. Mm -hmm. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you you can't in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't. The only thing I drink, I have caffeine in the morning. If I have caffeine, usually like after 12, I'm the same, which is kind of winds me up yeah yeah <laughs> so I feel like somebody should be rolling up on a roller skates with like a tray to serve you so cute oh my gosh um you guys getting your spring planting and I saw the the planter the yeah. new planter yeah yeah it's going it's going good I was like the girls had got like really used to being on the transplanter so they kind of had their thing down so I was like the plug popper that's what I was and, gonna ask yeah because okay. basically it the hardest thing is keeping up with the transplanter now it's like making sure it's fed and the girls have what they need and mm-hmm. serving and stopping. so that was me so I like literally I swear to god I had like a gazillion steps in yesterday I like literally crawled into bed <laughs> it's like a lot of like crouching down because have you ever used one of those plug poppers or those like two bad cats plug poppers no because the last I knew your plug popper was a pencil Oh yeah. Okay. okay. We upgraded, upgraded a little bit. Okay. Little okay. Bit. No, I have not used one. Two bad cats make some. They're like it's like a plywood board that has these little pegs mm-hmm. in it, and so you like line your plug tray on it, and then push down, and it pops up the. Cool. Just because, so that's kind of nice, but you have to like crouch down to do it, and so I like probably did a gazillion squats. I I like <laughs> I was hurting. I was so tired last night, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. That's good. We, Got our routine. I mean, it's just like everything. I mean, when I first started farming, I was always like, you know, ready to throw in the towel like really quick on something. And now I just kind of understand more that there are these kinks that have to be worked out with things. Mm-hmm. But we got it. It it, yeah. it worked. Yeah. It I worked. I have been doing this so long now. I go into it with the mindset that like it's not gonna go smoothly. Yeah. I know that sounds negative, but if I set it up where I'm like like last night, I first time I got the mower out for the U pick field, we're just kind of getting some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, something's not going to be working. I had two flat yeah. tires, and I was totally fine. I'm like, all right, let's get them, <laughs> let's get it fixed. I got it fixed, and it was all good. But it was like, when you just think something's going to be easy, yeah. there's always some sort of learning Never. curve to it in Never. anything. Yes, and then it's yeah. like once you get it to work, there's like two. It's two steps. So you you get it to work, and then you have to figure out the efficiency piece with it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, so now we need to move. This needs to move faster. So you're just constantly like, you know, like plugging those holes, like trying to figure out what to make that process better. And it just again, you know, we always say like, it just takes time, which is the hardest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's hard to swallow. Yeah, and it's like making the time for that too. Like right. the yes. It, that's that's tough because you you're like this should be super fast and um, making the time to get something 
to learn that process. Like this is a perfect, yeah. this super small example, but I bought an earthway seeder. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have the right plate size and all this stuff. And I was like not messing with it. So we've never used it. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, I need to slow down and figure out, spend some time to do this. But I'm always like, well, that's low priority. You know, yeah. like what we have, what we're doing is working, but this would make it faster. So today that's one of the things that's on my list is to like work out some of the kinks with that just to, yeah, even for sunflowers for us, that's right. super simple. So even with the plug, the plug popper at the beginning of the day, I was feeling frustrated with it because you do have to like line it up exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I was popping with a pencil and mm-hmm. it was going to, so like I was not keeping up and then I'm like, okay, just you need to chill out. You need to go get the plug popper and you mm-hmm. just need to like figure it out. Like how is it? E- what's the easiest way to guide it on there? Blah, blah, blah. And then I was fine. And then everything became easier because I wasn't having the plugs weren't getting tangled because they were still in their trays. I just like loosened them. So the girls were going fit. Everything worked out. It just needed me to basically take a couple of minutes to like cool my jets on yeah. it, you know? Yeah. But you That's a, I just saw a reel that Shanty from Whipstone. Oh, did you yeah. see her reel with the Lysianthus? Yeah. Holy. I was yeah. like, oh my I know. Mine, I tried that. Mine did not do that. No? I wanted to. No. Yeah, sometimes they don't yeah, come, they they come not, out. Or like the, not, they're not, not rebounded yeah. off. No, yeah, that really. you have to watch that. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. too with the plug popper, like when we're pulling stuff out, you know, sometimes like I, I think I mentioned this last time, like we push it a little bit, you know, yeah. on when a plug can be ready. So sometimes they aren't like, as well formed so for us pulling that out like oh if I did that with the tray they would it'd be destroyed um but that's just because we're pushing them sooner than we should but I'm too nervous to try it with my lisianthus I know how much I I pay per flat I can't might as well take a $50 bill and just go throw it (laughs) off the bridge (laughs) I like money more than that Um, but she did she did it great I just like kept watching I sent it to all of my employees I was like Oh my god! Go beat the back of your ideas. I think like right out of your chest. You have to try new things, you know. And you lose out. Hey, plants are more resilient than think that they are. So it really is fine. Even I felt like with the transplanter, not that we're we're not manhandling the plugs, but I mean, it's more rough than it usually is. Yeah, they're fine. They're yeah. Yeah, I was interested. I liked. I watched your reel a couple times. It was mm-hmm. fun to watch them like go in, and I'm like, are they even getting pinched? You know, it was like all of yeah. those things. But it's like yeah. they do root. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're down in there. That ground's yeah. tilled. They yeah. root in. Yeah. So that's good. Well, it's, it'll be nice. Yeah. It is nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. Jed's happy with his tractor. Jed loves his tractor. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and his dad, he was a port teacher. Mm-hmm. for lots of years and he had a John Deere when he had his heart program and so Papa that's what we call him Papa he is just the sweetest and he comes to want to help so Judd got him set up on the tractor to run the transplanter so Judd was like hooking up the irrigation while we were you know doing all, all the things and he was <laughs> he was so good he was so happy to help it was the cutest thing he's just like in his glory in the tractor you know it's just I love that. I love it. Yeah, he's a, he's when I was there for the to help you with a wedding. Remember, he yes. brought all those ices. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the frozen pop. Thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he loved the frozen pie. soda pops. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's so he sweet. does love sugar. Mm. Love Who sugar. doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you you want to dive in? Yeah. Okay. So, so you gonna start it? Yeah. <laughs> No. We didn't talk about this. No, we you- didn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I know, and we, I guess like part of our mission really is like being transparent with you guys. I mean, I think, mm-hmm. I hope, I hope that's why you listen to us is because we really try not to sugarcoat all the things that we go through in order to run these farms. So, you know, sharing a lot of our failures, what we've learned from those failures is really like shaped us into who we are and how we run our businesses. And having those hard moments is what propels you forward to do better. So if you aren't feeling, you're not trying hard enough. So you got to keep, keep trying new things. And so today we're like talking a lot about some of our biggest farm failures and which it, this, this episode isn't even really about the failures. It's more about how we changed or how it changed us moving mm-hmm. forward. So the only thing we have control over is how we handle all of this, what we tell ourselves about why that mistake happened. But the lesson is 
that we have to learn from each one of our mistakes and just some expectation that these things are going to happen to the best of us. You know, you know, we're sharing some of our biggest oopsies. Yeah. And I, uh, for whatever reason, re-listened to Kaylin's episode. Mm, Yeah. I listened to it. Like I don't listen to them normally these when they come out, like I do Mm. during the editing process, but I re-listened to that one. And in the last week, and one of the things she said was that if you aren't failing 20% of the time, then you aren't trying enough new things. Mm-hmm. And having just life in general is part of it is just there are so many things out of our control. And it's what is the story that we tell ourselves about it? And I think it's so true that I, I heard something one time that there was a girl who her parents divorced. She was really young. She was like six years old. And she ended up uh, internationally traveling. And so her mom, I don't know where they, she lived somewhere and her dad lived in the U.S. And so every so often, like she would get on a plane to go visit her mom and then be shipped back and forth. And she absolutely loved it. And it created this traveling lifestyle for her and something that shaped her entire life. And one of her friends had a very similar experience where, but it was like within the U.S. and she would travel to see one parent to the other. And this, the story that she had around it was that it was abandonment. She was like abandoning one parent mm-hmm. to go see the other. And she has huge travel anxiety, lots of fear. And so that's just a similar, just a simple example of like two people same scenario and the way our thoughts kind yeah. of shape that reality. And that's with owning a business. I mean, it's just life in general, but you know, very much so with failure when your name's on the business and what story you tell yourself about mm-hmm. what just happened. And you know, I I I said this even in that episode with Kaylin, but social media is filtered. You're mm-hmm. getting the best of the best. I am a, in generally in general I try to be a positive person so I don't want to harp on the negative things but because of that then it becomes sort of this filtered even more filtered reality like you're just seeing the best of things and so I'm always sensitive to that like I don't want to appear like I know all the answers because yeah. I don't mm-hmm. um and you know we're still going through the motions of this so yeah it's like today we just wanted to talk about like some of the crap yeah. <laughs> that's happened it just mm-hmm. for you to learn from and then you know take away from like how we have grown through this and and how we've done this so yeah failure number one <laughs> <laughs> ready set go go <laughs> <laughs> oh which okay. one we're sharing first you I, don't go. Know. I think it's funny that both of us have a tulip <laughs> oh a tulip failure yeah <laughs> big and you, you you talk about your tulip gate first. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tell me everything. Buckle. I already Settle in, folks. <laughs> Settle in. This is this one is fresh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is we're we're what three weeks out now or yeah. so from this. I'm calling it Tulip Gate 2023. <laughs> so we're gonna I'm gonna save the nuances of what happened and and how I'm handling it moving forward and all the growing technical stuff, but I'm just gonna give you the quick and dirty. We planted around twenty two thousand tulips in the fall, and five thousand of those were in our uh, high tunnel came up. everything was great. Our outdoor tulips I uh, started watching them probably, I don't know, at this point, five, six weeks ago. And uh, they were pushing up earlier than normal, which I expected because we had a pretty mild winter here. (laughs) And uh, they were coming up really patchy, uh, very patchy. Like some of them were pushing like significantly more than others. And so I just kind of watched it, kept an eye on it. I dug down and checked it. The bulb was there. The bulb was not rotten. The They weren't laying in water. Like there was – they looked by all all – you know, things considered, they looked good. They mm-hmm. I, they were just not pushing up yet. So Marjolin from Leo Burby came for a visit. We even looked at them and she was like, yeah, they're, you know, like they, you could see that they were starting to push up. No concerns even at that yeah. point. I was just like, I was thinking stuff was delayed. Mm-hmm. And then really about a week after that, so it's been about three weeks now, I'm like, something's not right. Like I knew, I knew at that point, I'm like, these are yeah. not – this does not look consistent and good when the amount of the other tulips had pushed up. So um, when I really dug down and looked, uh, there essentially was no root system on them, and we ended up losing about 17,000 
of the field tulips. So definitely the biggest hit I've ever had Mm -hmm. from a crop standpoint. And again, I'm going to share all the growing stuff. I'm sure we'll share this at another, we'll just have like a full tulip gate episode, (laughs) you know, on growing (laughs) because there's a lot from the growing side to talk about that this and process through. But from what happened with, for me is I was kind of freaking out on like trying to process this massive amount, right? My CSA is based off of this number that we're growing, my my spring CSA, my florist orders, the commitments I have to a wholesaler, uh, all of it, the farmer's market, our farm stand. And I went in my office right where I'm sitting now and I cried. That was the first step. Uh, I just was a lot of F words. I mean, I was like, what is happening? What is happening? Yes. What did happen? And so then I went from that like the very next day I went into, okay, well, how do I fix, how, how do we move forward? Like I, ha- yeah. I have to pivot. My business doesn't stop. Yes, it's a huge loss. And so I started, um, started down the route of, okay, so do I push my spring CSA back, right? I was like kind of trying to like navigate what this crazy thing looked like. And the only thing that was going to reduce my anxiety was just getting stuff in the ground. We had Mm -hmm. extra ranunculus corms. So we plumped those babies up and threw them in the ground thinking we may get ranunculus Mm -hmm. out of it and have like a quickie you pick to just kind of make up some of that income. We direct seeded a little bit earlier than we would have for the spring stuff, which it's still continuing to be super mild. I don't even know if we're going to frost we might have frost yeah. again. Like our, we're super mild right now, mm-hmm. which is about a month earlier for mm-hmm. us. Normally we are frost-free dates, not till the middle of May. I ended up that whole week I was sort of in go mode. And then that Saturday, I just sort of crashed. You know, mm-hmm. I was sitting down to do my 24 tulip order and I could feel my chest. <laughs> it's like, why of all things I, am I doing this right now? Yeah, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I want to grow a thousand tulips next year. That's it. Uh, so. It was just this, you know, there were so many things, right? When I like sat down and looked at this, I'm I'm trying to come up with a plan. Like I did a video for my CSA customers. And that's one reason that I am so grateful that I've always ran it like a CSA mm-hmm. and educated my customer and not talked about um, it being a bouquet subscription, right? So it was this really great opportunity for me to connect with my audience and say like, here's farming. You get mm-hmm. to be with me with my CSA during the highs, you know, with the risk, you get to share in the risk and share in the reward. Mm -hmm. And it really did kind of lighten the load for me to be upfront with it and just say like, Hey, this is where I'm at. It was not just me sort of carrying, carrying that around. And I'm, I don't cry anymore. I think I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I just is like, you know, I had days, I will say the week of Easter, we had started to get a lot of wholesale orders Mm -hmm. and it was the first time I had to say no. And it I just thought I had this thing figured out, you know, not, not cockily. It just was like, yeah, they're, they're a pretty relatively easy crop, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's a really easy crop to scale, Mm -hmm. not a ton more effort for a ton more flowers. And so, yeah, it was just, I guess for me, it's been just understanding like we are just in a very risky business and we gamble. We Mm -hmm. really gamble. And Mm -hmm. especially with specialty crops and not to keep referencing this Kaylin episode, but I said in there, I said it, what if you took somebody in year one and you threw them in year seven with those problems? Like you can't expect them to handle that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there like, it's so funny saying that bless my sweet little heart. I had no idea the freight train that was coming for me with the tulips. Um, But it's true. I feel like I thank God that it happened this year and not three years ago because I I don't know that I would have been able to to really like weather that and feel like I could just put my big girl pants on and, you know, be a badass boss and and shift. Because you really don't have a choice, you yeah. know. You don't really have. Yeah. A, you don't really have a choice. But so, what what did you decide on your twenty twenty four tulip order, oh, or have you not gosh. hit send yet? I bumped it. No, I increased it <laughs> like a crazy. <laughs> I did. I am, but I'm. I am gonna. I did. I bumped it up. I thought, don't because I didn't want to scale it back off of fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like it's that was my part. It's, it's just just a year. One year. Yes. Yeah. And and I have found this where 
I have found that myself going like, oh my gosh, is the rest of the year we've had some other like random stuff happening and some seeds not coming up. We've got this little issue in one of the high tunnels Mm -hmm. and I can feel my anxiety going like, is this how this year is going to go? Is this going to be like the shit year? You know, it's 2023. It's like, no, no, no. stop. Stop with that. Like, you know, I, I, it's, it's not, it's going to be great. We're going to make up ground. But I just know that like, I have to redefine how I'm telling myself about it. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad farmer. It doesn't mean I don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know, somebody said to me jokingly, like, well, this makes great podcast content. You know, I'm like, oh my thanks. Sure. Taking (laughs) one for the team. Y'all are welcome. But here's the thing with two two things to say about this. I shared on my newsletter about Tulip Gate at the farmer's market. You know about this, Shan, Mm because I teared up. So we sweet. both here had a cry fest. Yeah. I have a note from a customer. I uh, left me a card, did it anonymously, and it just said, Lindsay, like, I don't know what the going rate is for tulips that don't bloom, but I would like $100 worth. And there's a $100 bill in the card and went on to thank me for what I do for the community and how that like I continue to show up and I'm authentic and I'm not sugarcoating anything and all of this like so So nice. And then they put like hashtag for the love of flowers, which is how I sign off on my newsletter and then hashtag Tulipgate. And I sat in my car. Yeah. And it was like just the amount of love that people Mm -hmm. have like given back by just being honest, just being honest. And so I think that was like, we talked and I'm like, we have to do this episode. Like we've just yeah. got to share the the reality because there's so many of you who are going to be sitting there thinking something very similar because you may be like, yeah, my tulips are so short this year. I think there's yeah. a lot of people experiencing yeah. that. And so that's whether you're growing 300 of them, that's a yeah. painful because you're looking at as money. You had this expectation around what you were going to be able to sell and that's valid, whether it's 17,000 or it's 300. It's the same hurt, whatever level you're at, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and then I had another uh, farm that's about an hour from me, send me this message, send me an email just saying like, you know, she wants to support me in any way I can. She's like offering up her tulips and I just, the outpouring of love, you know, of, in that way of just the kindness that really is out there to me has been like, okay, this is not, there's other people saying like, I want to help you carry this through. Mm-hmm. And so it does make it feel uh, a little less painful when yeah. it's what's in that. So yeah, yeah I don't know. It's <laughs> mother well, nature, man. Ranunculus are on their way. They, oh, they are already. That's the other thing. Like awesome. now it's warmer. Peonies are already up. We're going to have peonies yes. earlier than ever before. We're going to yeah. be able to shuffle. So it's like, that's what I told my CSA customers. I'm like, if you get a tulip, hug it and know that you are damn lucky <laughs> that you got it. And then the other is like, we're probably going to have peonies. So you may not get as many tulips, but you may get peonies in your share. So, yeah. you know, there's lots of, lots of ways to look at this um, yeah. and, and reframe it. So that's tulip gate. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so I know, I know. What do you do? I mean, no. you just, <laughs> you just keep branching on. You just figure it you out. You do. You too. Yeah. Yep. Had nothing to do with my bulb supplier. It was all environmental related things. There was not just one factor, you know. And so you just taking care of myself was like super priority that week because um, yeah. I, I needed it. I had a lot of other things happening that same week. I had some tax stuff going on. I'm trying to buy a building. I mean, it was like, okay, <laughs> I need to go hibernate for a little bit. But oh, yeah. That's funny. All right. What's your, okay. what do you, what's your tulip? Oh, I don't know that well, I know your tulip thing. Okay. Well, I just want to say, when we first started, I mean, I hated tulips. I'm like, I can never get oh. these things to grow. That's why when people are, I, I see in the flower farmers group, they're like, oh, my tulips are so short. And I feel like, I, I know you said this, but I feel like I'll, this was a very strange winter. Very. We had that crazy like polar vortex when it was like below negative. 40 yeah, like the, it was wild yeah so um I don't know there was just like a lot of variables a lot of ups and downs cold really cold and then really warm mm-hmm. so I always kind of like hated tulips until we finally kind of got them figured out what I call figured out but we're mm-hmm. still I mean even now we still mess them up and I think anytime that you are trying to like move a crop into a new space or something we're like oh, okay well let's try the tulips here there's just me I hate changing the variables like I think that sometimes it holds me back a little bit because I'm like, hey, we did it good this way. 
We should just repeat that moving mm-hmm. forward. The truth is, is that things just change with crops and that's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. So um, this was maybe, let's see, Maddie would have just started. So two or three years ago, we moved our tulips in between two of our high tunnels. Cause we were having a lot of deer pressure at that point. And we had like, I don't know, maybe 10 feet or so in between two of our high tunnels. Oh, we're like, okay, we'll put them there. That way we just have to fence both sides, like short sides. And we put them in there, thought everything was good. And then, um, you know, we didn't forget about them, but we kind of did. And then we had a big snow and Judd had to plow along the edge of the greenhouses and drove the tractor (laughs) over the field tulip bed, which we didn't even realize at that point. I mean, he just thought, it's not his fault. He's like, I'm just clearing the snow. We honestly Mm -hmm. forgot that they were there. Not forgot, but it was mm-hmm. just thinking. Yeah. yeah. And we had a lot of snow that year. So we were just like basically serv- trying to get the snow off the tunnels. That was the main priority at that point was to get the snow off the off the end walls and the side walls. So tulips, my greenhouse tulips did great. I'm like, okay, the field ones, like, are they coming on? Are they coming on? I'm like, huh, it's weird that only along the edges they're coming up. Like, like literally, like, go oh. along the edges. You can like literally see like where he drove down the middle. They were just, I mean, that my entire outdoor succession was pretty much toast. We got a few off of them, but the soil was just so compacted at that point that like they, they were just either deformed, broken. So yeah, that was ours. And what, what did we, I mean, I didn't know what to do. Honestly, it, uh, at the time I just pivoted and Mm -hmm. I figured, well, you know, I'm going to prioritize the people who have already paid me, yep. which would be like my subscription members. They got them, the ones that we got. And then just, I'm, I missed out on that. And it, it, mm-hmm. it hurt financially. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, we do like to talk about it being a profitable crop. Like for us, it is, it is a very mm-hmm. profitable crop, crop, even at wholesale, you know, we're still two and a half times in the bulb cost. So yeah. it is a good crop. So it, to me, that one hurt financially. Like if I lose a bit of zinnias or something, it's like, yeah. I mean, really the space and the time is what I'm missing out on there. But mm-hmm. so that was painful. But I think over time, and I know Lindsay and I have talked about this a little bit, but it made me look about at how bad do I need field tulips? Because I feel like the variables are so high out in the field. I mean, no matter what we do, that's why tunnel space is so valuable because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's more controlled. It's a more controlled environment. So, um, I mean, we're, we had some, our tulips are like a little, I don't know. They're just strange this year, honestly, Mm -hmm. a little smaller heads, just like, they're Mm -hmm. just a little off. So and those are pre-chilled. Those are pre-chilled. Oh yes. I I don't go anywhere near an unchilled bulb at this mm -hmm. point. And and I, um, I think Mm -hmm. this year we did nine C. So I typically did five C cooling. Is it five and nine? Yeah. Yeah, five and nine. Five and nine, yeah. yeah. Um, and this year I kicked it back to nine and I honestly didn't see much of it of a difference between the two. So I'm just gonna pay the little extra for the nine C, you know, bulbs. But um I don't know, my greenhouse ones are always so much better. So I'm at yeah. the point also, I mean, just and this is just something to think about, food for thought. But with tulips or with any crop that blooms for other people in their landscapes. The trick is having it before they see it blooming in their yard because when it starts blooming in their yard, the the inherent value to them goes way down. Yeah. So for me, I think dare I say no more field tulips. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm ready to just try to time them more with like programming bulbs to be blooming cuz I mean, I still have stuff we've been harvesting out of our greenhouse for two, three weeks and I still have some patches that I'm waiting on tulips from. So I don't know, I'm I'm thinking about going all greenhouse, but again, it's like, how can we try to mitigate some of those variables, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's hard. There are always variables are there, no matter what we do. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, for us, it's spreading out that risk a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, so you're not, and we talked about that with, in the succession planting, but it's like, you know, the succession planting piece of that, you're 
that's sort of spreading out your risk. It's making sure like, what if something happens early with one succession and you yeah. lose it with crazy mm-hmm. winds in June or whatever? Um, and then, you know, you've got this other succession already started and so that it spreads out your risk. And it's the same thing with those specialty crops like that with tulips. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean, we're definitely, I'm definitely navigating this still, um, yeah. you know, working through like what it is my plan is going to be. And I'm like more than happy to share. And it's all about trying. You know, I did say, you know, how I overwintered my anemones. Yeah. Do you remember oh, this? Yeah. 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 So we left them in the ground all summer. So like last spring, they the same anemones that we're cutting on now were in the tunnel last spring. And we left them, let them go dormant, didn't water them. They stayed in there. We print, we planted like a shallow crop on top of them and then pulled them out. And they bloomed earlier for us this year. The stems are shorter. So I'm I'm that's just one area where I'm like, okay, I'm trialing this. Yeah. I'm not even sure I really like anemones. I like the white <laughs> with the blue, but they're so like they don't really bloom with anything else. Yeah, you know, they're like, early, they're know. before the ranunculus, but yeah, yeah, they're kind of yeah. Around. So yeah, I don't know. They take up a lot of tunnel space. So anyway, that's like that's just one I'm kind of trialing through. But mm-hmm. um, they seem like they're going dormant already, which is like oh. not ideal. Yeah, yeah. so it's super early, but um, but yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'll keep you updated on that yeah. and the tulip gate and. Are those. The, are those the only anemones you planted? I planted uh, just plant a small more? patch, mm-hmm. a small mm-hmm. patch of other ones, and they are taller. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are taller. So that's to me, I'm like, okay, there's some strain or some stretch yeah. on that. They are not going dormant, but the old ones are. So I think that's just, they've been, I mean, honestly, we've been cutting blooms off of them for four months at yeah. this point. They were in yeah. December and then we got super cold. So they've just been like, I think they're just tired. Um, so yeah. I'll probably pull them and save them and plant yeah. again but yeah it was a good good trial yeah. um saved a little bit of labor but all right oh tulips man and so listen like i want to say this if you've got short tulips your florists don't care i yeah. i was discounting i was like knocking yeah. a few bucks off for florist orders last week and emily who delivered was like they wouldn't have even said anything they were so yeah. happy with it i was like oh okay yeah like i care there's a vanity mm-hmm. about like how long something is. And we we sold shorty bunches. They are absolutely gorgeous. The flowers yeah. are still beautiful. We sold them in vases. Yeah. And it was it was okay. So you're going to care a whole lot more than what your customer is going to care. Like we're dry storing some of the short ones now because we know yeah. we're going to have Mother's Day arrangements mm-hmm. and they're going to go oh, in jars yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just yeah. worry it's- less. Yes. Yeah. And I think um, some of it is just the expectation we set for the customers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or sometimes be like, oh, you know, oh, they're sorry. They're, or apologize for this. Oh, sorry. They're short. Sorry. They're, and they're like, what? Mm-hmm. They don't know or care. Like the, no. they don't care that much about your everyday retail customers not caring that much about stem length, really. Um, mm-hmm. They just want to fit in their base. You know? Yeah. So if it yeah, works. A lot of times they're then, cutting them down anyway. Right. Yes. Yeah. So don't be the first one to tell yourself no, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, guys, taking a break here and hopping in to tell you about our sponsor, Heirloom Roses. Heirloom Roses has the cutting roses you need to help your farm grow. Now you can take 20% off any of their 900 varieties. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, 900, um, that are ready to ship. You're just a few clicks away from investing in the success of your own farm with Heirloom Roses' own Bare Root Roses. Heirloom Roses understands small farming, managing a family business, and celebrating every order that comes in, just like you. Visit heirloomroses.com and take 20% off your order of just $100 or more with the code DIRT now through May 30, May 30th, 2023. Grow your business and your garden with their best own root roses at heirloomroses.com. Okay, guys, let's get back into the show. So this one, this next thing I guess I wanted to share is just the reality of owning a business. And mm-hmm. I, I would venture to say that the largest majority of people that are listening right now have two jobs. You are yeah. trying to start this side hustle. Maybe you're just starting. You have a full-time job. And it is, I guess it's a reality of having a business and owning a business and then having a personal life outside of that. So a lot of you, you might have two jobs. You have kids, a husband, um, your family. It's a lot to juggle. It's a lot to juggle and still keep your own 
personal life, your personal cup filled. And I I guess one of the things that I feel like, I don't want to call it a failure, but something that I just really, really uh, got myself to a point of burnout. And partially this was just me not trusting that I could have left my job sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there was a, there's a whole lot of factors that go into that. I had a great place of employment. They were super flexible with me. They supported me. So there was this kind of, you know, there was not like obligation, but like I personally wanted to just still like be invested with them. The steady paycheck was nice, right? Yeah. Like there's days, man, I'm like, I just want to punch in. I just want to punch in and take yeah. a paycheck. But then it's like I do remember like why it is that I do this and, yeah. and I why so much I love what I do. And so I guess I just – this is no real like huge failure, but I got myself to a place where I was very burnt out. I was – you know, I was like not really doing anything. My work cup, like when I would stop and get, kind of analyze how I was feeling, I'm like, okay, the farm is caught up. I have great employees. Everything's clicking like it should. So why do I feel the way that I do? And, you know, it took me to really look at like, okay, well, the farm cup is full, but where the Lindsay cup is like yeah. so empty, you know? And so- because I've done this since I was 16 years old, literally horticulture has been my entire world, my whole life. So I get very defined personally by what it is that I do. And so owning a business, it's a very blurred line between your personal life and your business. Like there is nobody here going to say, no, Shan, don't write emails at nine o'clock at night. You know, it's like, it takes you um, to just put personal boundaries around what it is you're going to do. So yeah. So I guess I just, I will, I, I don't hate to give advice on like, you should run your life, but just like if you're feeling burnt out mm-hmm. um, or you're feeling like so frustrated, it's like that you have to get really clear on like why it is that you're actually doing this. You know, like what it, do you want to do this full time? And like, how can you, it has to be sustainable for you. If you are so stressed out and running yourself ragged, it's like, what are you doing this for? You know, where's your, where's the end goal and all of this? And I guess I would just encourage you to like take a step back and not have so much pressure on yourself, but making sure that your personal cup is getting filled, you know? So that's when I started, I started working out again and, you know, trying to, I paint watercolors just mm-hmm. on the side. It's just like, I, or I read or journal, um, but like having a routine for myself that is, outside of work and and even not feeling guilty that like I have a personal appointment in the middle of the day when I have employees mm-hmm. here because the reality is Easter Sunday I was doing work on the farm <laughs> you know it's yeah. like there was the ch- stupid chickens were eating the dusty miller for the hundredth time that has been planted I was out there like <laughs> like we're not gonna have ham today we're gonna have chicken <laughs> So, you know, I'm I'm out there like putting a little yeah. fence together, which was not a big deal, right? Like yeah. it's not a big oh, deal, no. but it's still something, you know, yeah. watering plug. So what we do is seven days a week. And so trying to carve out that time. So don't be like me. Don't get yourself to a point where you're just like completely fried. Make sure you're filling that personal mm-hmm. personal cup because mm-hmm. it's the only thing that's going to keep you fueled. It's, it's take a lot. time to figure that out, that boundary, because there, there's a line. But when I say it's blurry, I mean – it's not there. It's a, it's a, it's an invisible line. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. And I feel like, I mean, part of it is that we love what we do. So we don't see it as work all the time. Yeah. Like not where we're yeah. clocking in and clocking out, especially if you farm on your home property Yeah, there, that line does not exist because customers yeah. come at all hours of the day, night, they, I guess this is like maybe a frustration of mine, but maybe just, I would just, you know, like some general business hours to feel respected, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, like they wouldn't show up at like Dick's Sporting Goods at, at nine, 9 PM. Uh, mm-hmm. so why are you showing up here at my home looking for your subscription flowers? So I think it can feel hard and I just try to make certain blocks of time for certain things. Okay. So, I mean, and Honestly, my kids forced me to do that. It would be, it would be hard. I mean, it would be hard without kids not to like work 24 hours a day. So they forced me to stop and go to lessons and do, do those things. And then where I'm completely checked out with the farm. I mean, when I say checked out, like 
90% because I'm still like watching my ring cameras to see if somebody's showing up and needs something, you know? So yeah. it's hard and I, we're so, it's a work in progress. We're still trying yeah. to, to figure it out, but it's an imperfect scenario. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's, I got, when I got COVID, that's yeah. kind of what I was in my house, like extra long period of time. And, uh, I realized like I, I'm, I don't have children. And so I was answering emails. I was doing sure. that, like working super late and, um, just because it was like, I'm not a TV watcher. And so, yeah. but I was like, oh, this is actually still work. So I completely moved my home office out of my house mm-hmm. and I turned it into like a reading room or where it's where yeah. I paint now. So the desk is like, it's a space that has nothing to do with work. I don't even have my computer up there. And so that was really clear for me. And now I don't work in the evenings. That's helped me to have like a little bit yeah. more free time and, and do those sort of things. But, you know, I, I had to, a couple years ago, I, I just really wanted more normal working hours. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I really tried to prioritize that because I'm like, my employees want that too. And, you know, I know the early years I've been out there, but we've both been out there with headlamps, cutting sunflowers. Mm -hmm. Like it's a reality. You're making bouquets super late. But I think it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day 2020. And um, I was I was like freezing cold. And it was like 11, 1130, 12 o'clock at night. We're still out there making pre-order arrangements. And it was so out of whack. You know, it was because I was like working too much. I didn't have enough help. And I think it was then I was like. I am done doing this crazy late work and stuff. And sometimes there's random stuff that comes up, but, you know, just trying to find what's really not working for me Mm -hmm. and and make adjustments on Mm -hmm. that. So part of owning your own business is finding what works for you. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why we we take on the risk and run our own businesses so that we can create a life that is centered around the things that we want and need. So I know a lot of people who listen are new and they're trying to figure out where, how they're going to sell their flowers and all of that. So I would really encourage you to be honest with yourself about what you want from your business, because I think that would be a guiding light for figuring out a lot of these questions that you have when starting your farm. It's like, even for us, it's like we did a lot of farmer's markets. Now we're carrying those back because we need our weekends back. Mm-hmm. You don't want to work weekends. I would highly, you know, recommend not doing wedding, full service wedding setups. So for me, even like deciding to do the grocery stores, that's a wholesale outlet, but it's done, but it's done during the week mm-hmm. and during the day. So I'm not out on a Wednesday night trying to hawk my flowers at the at the farmer's market because I can't, I literally can't do that anymore. So, mm-hmm. I mean, your business can be whatever you want it to be. That's the beauty and the curse in yeah. a lot of ways. So it just takes some figuring it out. Got to fill that cup. You got to fill all the cups. Yes. Lindsay cup is getting a little bit more full just because my word of the year is fun. I'm I'm really working on it. Yeah. I've done really well. I'm actually going to a, uh, a mom prom in our town. I know. Listen, what? they all get dressed up. It's a fundraiser for childhood cancer (laughs) and it's that I want to support the 500 hanging out with 500 women. I'm like, that's a thing. Um, but I like, I got asked to go. I'm like, yeah, I love the people that asked me to go, yes. you know, like they're yeah. fun people. They're people that I work out with the gym. And so I'm like, it's pushing me a little bit out of my comfort zone, but sure. I'm trying to say yes to things this year that like I wouldn't mm-hmm. normally say yes to. So you're going to be wearing a prom dress. I am wearing a jumpsuit. Oh, I'm going to wear a jumpsuit. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I, wearing a prom. Like Some of them go wearing sequins or like anything. Oh no, I will not be wearing sequins. <laughs> I will not. I was a cheerleader in high school and I Wait, was the one. What? Oh, actually, I che- you didn't know this? No. <laughs> okay, here's I, I was a cheerleader. I was a cheerleader from fourth grade until yeah, I was gonna cheer at Ohio State. And then I had it yeah. So I like to flip. Okay. I like the competition. I like yeah. to flip. I like to be thrown up in the the mounts and do all yeah. that stuff. But I was when we were younger, you know, they would do all like the makeup and the hair curls. Yeah. And I'm, I oh. told my mom, I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not Eyelashes doing it. Like, no, yeah. not even a little bit. I, I just liked to tumble and yeah. do the, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's so funny because if you know me now, like in my life and people are like, what you were a cheerleader. <laughs> I was. And I just, yeah, I never really subscribed to all the like, yeah that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But 
I couldn't play basketball. And so my dad was like, all right, let's, we got to get her in something. Oh, <laughs> no, I played softball and did track and very good. Cheered. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Did you play sports? Yeah. Volleyball. Volleyball. Yeah. Oh, man, mm-hmm. it always hurts my wrist. Why? Like it always stings. When I hit a, a volleyball hits, like I have cold chills right now thinking about it. It sends what? a cold chill like what up tender to my wrist. I don't know, but I, <laughs> man, that's a whole thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What else? What else? We got any other drama we want to share? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know just thinking like, you know, thinking in the past is hard. I know it's funny because when we were, we decided to do this episode, I was like, okay, Judd, you know, like, what, what would you say? And obviously the, the tulip thing came up immediately. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the one to say it, you know. <laughs> he said it, so it's okay. But yeah, he said it, yeah. And, you know, I, we shared like in our Dahlia's, I think, was it Dahlia's part one? I think so. The Dirt mm-hmm. on Dahlia's part one episode where we froze all of our tubers the first mm-hmm. year. Like we like literally spent all the money we had on our first year tubers to grow dahlias. And then we accidentally, because we were busy running around, forgot that they were, it got colder than we thought it was blah, 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 blah. Anyways, all the turber, the tu- <laughs> turbers, <laughs> tubers turned to mush. And um, I mean, it was like, I mean, we were like devastated at that time because that was a lot of money. And then we had to put money into recouping it all Mm -hmm. so I think but then but now it's like we take once you have a mess up like that like you will Mm -hmm. never screw it up again because it was like so traumatizing and so financially hard you know and now tubers that's like another thing so many variables and that's why oh my gosh so many and we um and it's like hard to believe. I, I mean, I can't even believe we still do it, but you know, we planted like 10,000 dahlias last year and we plugged all of them down into our basement. So through our house in crates down the stairs to our basement because we're too scared to put them anywhere else. Like we know that they're happy down there. Yeah. Safe. And so we Man. still do that. And it is the most, literally the most exhausting process ever. Like one year, like, I don't it like sent me in to be sick for like two weeks. <laughs> scared all of that. I was like, it's a hot mess. And obviously I know it makes more sense and it's definitely more efficient to, I don't know, put them in the cooler or something, but yeah. we've just had such like spotty luck in the cooler, like managing the humidity and all, all of it, all of it mm-hmm. is hard. So Man. we need to get better at that, but we're still, you know. Do you have like an access nervous. door, like an extra door? No. <laughs> you could pitch it. Oh. No, it literally Man. comes through my kitchen. We walk all these dirty crates through the front door, <laughs> around through my kitchen, down the stairs, it's a nightmare. It's the efficiency police is going to write you a ticket oh, if they saw that. No doubt. No doubt. That's all right. I mean, it works. That's what we're, yeah, it's like, it does. It, it works. Mm-hmm. And if it calms your anxiety, you know, like I said that I moved mine because we were having issues and I moved them up into the cooler. Yes. And I worried about them all winter, mm-hmm. all winter. I was like, okay, extra heaters. You know, I bought a heater where it's insulated in there. And then it was like some days you have to watch it and you've got to turn the, the yeah. cool bot back on and get it. You know, it's a lot of management. They did much better up there. So I'm mm-hmm. content with it. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to kind of do that crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. I know. But I they're good money. They're good money maker if you can get it, get it going. That's, I mean, they're, I mean they, that is not without a bazillion hours of work that goes into it. And I'm yeah. like, by the time they're out of here, I'm like, I am, I'm rhythm. done. I'm done. <laughs> I know you're shipping out this week. I am shipping out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. The I week know. that We're... I ship out is always the week that everybody says, where is my order? You know, it's like, <laughs> okay. I, I, even mean, though it's been communicated, there's always like, when doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's or warm it enough. So they... warm, yeah. If yeah. it feels warm, <laughs> they're like ready to go. Mm-hmm. Which what I, I want to say is I'm that. holding on to them long enough so that you won't kill it when you get it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I hold well, we on to them just long enough. We had Easter pickups on Friday and we put the tubers out and said, hey, if you want to come grab your tubers, you can or whatever. Because we knew people would ask when they came yeah. to pick up. So I'm like, I better have these suckers ready to go. And I think it was a worry. I mean, every time someone pays them up, I'm like, it just make sure you store them in a place that they're not going to freeze. Because the one lady was like, all right, let's go put them in your, let's, we'll put these in a bucket in the garage. I'm like, do not do that. I'm like, she's your car. I'm like, just a reminder. <laughs> but it is a worry. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not to be held responsible. <laughs> yeah. Here. 
But yeah. I think I said one time, I was like, it's not that I don't trust you, but I don't trust you because yeah. um, you just don't know. Uh, yes. And I want them to be like, I want them to have success with it, you know, and, and yeah. want, because they're going to want to grow more once they, once they are. So I feel like that's my, my job to set them up. So, but yeah, yeah it's always, I'm just slide that email right over to Emily's inbox. Take care of that, babe. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, oh. I think the la- the only story that I had left is the wrong wedding flowers on my farm got picked up. <laughs> Never told you that story? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So you did it? Oh yeah. You did. Oh, this okay. was me. Okay, so I had the but here's what happened. So mm-hmm. I I we had two pickups that day, bulk buckets and mm-hmm. bridal bouquets and the one was like a really big order mm-hmm. and the girl came and she said her name. I even said like I said the name of the bride who had the big order and she's like, yeah, like they're acknowledging to me. It was her and her to-be husband and I said, oh, I just threw in a few extra, you know, whatever and a few extra stems and like I showed her the colors. They were not her color palette and she was like, this is great, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> she picks up the flowers drives off into the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. Okay. (laughs) And at the time, which would have been two years ago, I did not have a phone number for the bride. That seems mm -hmm. like a really important piece, doesn't it? (laughs) Real important piece. I do now. So I'm doing something and Emily calls me and says, so-and-so is here to pick up their flowers. And Mm. I'm like, okay, those are gone. And it was a it was a aunt and uncle or something. And they were like, we cannot tell this bride. They were traveling an hour and a half, two hours away to the wedding to pick up these flowers. I know. She's like, we cannot. So here I am scrambling to try to find this bride. I'm literally messaging people. I'm friending people on Facebook that I'm like, okay, just get a (laughs) message to these people. I found her. I was like getting mutual friends. I mean, it was, it was nuts. And so we send Elizabeth to like who works for me in the direction with the van, the people who are supposed to be picking up wedding flowers, Elizabeth delivering the other wedding flowers. Long story short, we end up getting a hold of the dad. He rips me for ruining his daughter's wedding day. And all of this, I'm like, okay, well, your daughter went, her name is Sarah and she answered to Frank or whatever the <laughs> heck it was. I even said, I'm like, I think there's some responsibility of right. it, it, anyway. It was a cluster. Oh, God. It ended up working out, but I thought I looked so unprofessional. It was so cringeworthy. Aww. The other people had no chill. You know, they were real, <laughs> they were real wound up, you know, so I'm trying to like manage oh, everybody's God. emotions. So yeah. Since then, we have a much thorough, much more thorough pickup yes. process. <laughs> a lot more details are, are exchanged, information that I have, yeah. pickup instructions. You wouldn't believe how many people will pick up stuff that have somebody else's name oh, on it. Oh, yeah. They legit don't – they don't see it. Yeah. Like, it, they don't. They're just like – you. it says Smith twice on this mm-hmm. box and they're just like, so, yeah, I know yeah, Or Smith. they're standing there like, well, which ones are mine? I'm like, Smith. Yeah. Smith. Yeah. You go by Smitty. That's yours. (laughs) One time we had somebody, oh, I left it. I had to leave. So I put the bridal bouquet in the buckets and stuff out. And a freaking stand customer came up and took the bridal bouquet because she thought it was freaking stand flowers. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yep. That was like a couple years ago. And I was like, huh, what the heck happened? And. (sighs) I, that's what happened. And his oh lady is like, oh, and then, yeah, she sent a nice email later saying, oh, I just love my flowers. The ribbon, such an, a nice extra touch. I'm like, oh, so my. it was you. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have cameras, you know, at that time in here. It was just like. Oh, man. What did you do? Did you have to make another one? I didn't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh deliver it. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't say crap to that lady. I'm like, oh. Whatever. No. Oh, yeah. There's just always – it's like the stuff that you think like, oh, this is not going to happen. Yeah. Like CSA customer take a whole bucket one time. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I a thought all this. I thought I was getting a whole bucket. Yeah. No. Yeah. He Like actually the wife sent him back because the husband picked it up. It was like the, the walk of shame, like back to the stand. He was like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. One time we had a 
<laughs> I always think that wedding pickups are, pickups are hilarious because a lot of times it's the guys mm-hmm. and they like generally have no clue. They're like, yeah, they just don't even know what they're doing. So one time we had a dad and a son come and pick up wedding flowers. This was last year. Yeah, last year. And um, I had like, we have like a two tiered shelf. And mm-hmm. on the one shelf, it had their name, it had all their things, whatever. And he t- <laughs> we had like a thing of twine, like a huge U-line thing of twine, like kind of sitting behind on the back of the shelf. Like he took everything off the shelf. He took that U-line twine. <laughs> he took oh the sign gosh. that his name was on. I mean, everything. <laughs> and he's like, so later we get an email from the mom and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. My husband. <laughs> extra and she's like i told him to get everything i think he was so nervous that he would miss Didn't something to, that, that he like <laughs> he took it all that would be me oh my god like the this rule following funny. cyber yes. like i don't want to screw this up i'm going to do yeah. this exactly how you tell me to yes and i think she told him oh it'll be on the bottom shelf because we gave some directions because we had a couple pickups going on that day and we're took everything so they later returned the twine I mean this thing was huge I mean it's like a like a 10 pound thing of twine <laughs> that's so funny he's probably cute. like I don't know what they're gonna do with it they're just gonna string up stuff everywhere hang flowers from it that's so cute it's just adorable I know I mean th- th- I guess like things are gonna go wrong mm-hmm. I mean oh yeah just try to be as clear as possible but communicating mm-hmm. is hard I mean and we're distracted people now so yeah very much so not everyone's reading like all the disclaimers like here's your instructions but it's like really read them mm-hmm. and so just like now we're just trying to uncomplicate things so that it's like as dummy proof and I hate saying that because our customers yeah. aren't dummies but you know you have to make it kind of as simple as possible the more complicated it gets the more errors there's going to be yeah so. yeah we did a pickup uh we have pickup instructions now so like yeah. it says this is where they are this is where it'll be like we just kind of bullet point it and then yeah. Like that's the the other thing is like they show up. I'm like, where you think you're putting flowers in this car? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like the the trunk is back like the more closed. You know, there's a dog in the back seat, and they're like, I was thinking just on the front seat and maybe on the floor. I'm like, oh my gosh, we do self serve pickups now. So like mm-hmm. we it's kind of on them, out. and then we ha- they have a sign they sign off on it with the contract that like once they leave the farm property, yeah, that that that's on them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they drive like a, a maniac or they yeah. have stuff, you know, it's like they leave all their of flowers from... in the trunk. Oh, mm-hmm. wilty cafe, cafe lays, all mm-hmm. of it. I yeah, I've been there. Like, what do you want me to do yeah. about it? Sorry, you left it in your hot car. Yeah, we have we have instructions on that too. Yeah, like, just like this is what it should look like. It it still doesn't stop them from calling you in a panic and then you feeling like you have to fix it, mm-hmm. which is the hard yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the hardest thing for me. Yeah, mm, part of the man. fun, the wedding fun. Part of the fun. That's why I'm full service, man. I'm I'm done, <laughs> done with it. Oh, oh, but yeah, I think all of these things, though, to just like what you said in the beginning, it's mm-hmm. like every one of those stories. You, it's like how we frame it in our mind of like yeah. how we just we learn from it and that. Uh, you know, making sure that we're not beating ourselves up over it because we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. And some of our, some of it's within our control and some of it's not. And having some people to, that are in your corner that kind of like help you through, you mm-hmm. know, on those, on those tough days to, to know that you can move forward. It's only temporary. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. have tulips again someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but literally yeah. all of everyone right now, is posting tulip photos. I know. And it's fine. You guys can keep posting them if you have them. <laughs> I suggest you do post them. But when I w- had seen Joanna that weekend that I hung out with her, she had just done a tulip reel that morning. And yeah. I was like, too soon, man. It's too soon for me. <laughs> just, ki- I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. I can handle it. But yeah, it's like, it's just it's it's okay. It's really mm-hmm. all okay. And I think that's – and it does. I think it does help hearing like other bombs with other people because it does make you feel more more human and you're going to bump into them. So just keep your head up and yeah. be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Feed yourself Part- a love sandwich or mm-hmm. three. Part of the journey is figuring it out. Yep. And those things are going to happen. So Yeah, absolutely. Okay, guys. That's it. 
If you found value in today's episode, you're really going to love connecting with us on the Dirt on Flowers Insiders. Our membership doors are open again on May 1st through the 5th. So the first five days of each month, we're reopening for that month. So if you're looking to join or want more information, um, you can head to our website, thedirtonflowers.com and check it out. There's lots of good info over there and a spot where you can join the wait list. You know, guys know that we absolutely love interacting with you on Instagram. So at Dirt on Flowers, find us, drop us a comment, message. What do you want to hear more of? What you guys tell us each week in those Sunday suggestion boxes really do feed the podcast episode topic. So we want to know what you guys want to hear from us. So head over there and do that for us. Okay. Thank you for tuning in each week. You really make it so much fun. We truly enjoy doing this for you guys. So we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. 